Hello everyone and welcome back to that one time we read manga. Halloween edition. Ooh. Where we read manga so you don't get too scared to. We still encourage it, you do. Uh, my name is Tim and a fun spooky fact for me this week is actually more about the source material. Uh, this week we read Frankenstein. The original Frankenstein was written in 1816 by an 18 year old Mary Shelley and was published uh, two years later with the subtitle added, The Modern Prometheus, uh, because like Prometheus, Victor Frankenstein sought something only the gods possessed. This time it was immortality, and Prometheus it was fire, but this is immortality. Interesting. Fun, right? fun. That is fun. Well, my name is, is Duncan, and my spooky fact is that my favorite Halloween candy... Is candy corn. <coughs> Fight me. Uh, I can get behind that. I, I do like candy corn. Gross. Candy corn sucks. Nope. It's can- not even candy, it's wax. Candy corn is delicious. Fight me. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I hope your wife leaves you. Uh, uh, she likes it too. Oh! <laughs> damn it! Just because we're hitting on Duncan, I'm going to say, ew, gross, but I like candy corn. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Thanks, John. You. Yeah, eating fools. No problem, buddy. Uh, hey, everybody. My name is John, and my spooky fact for the day is definitely spooky. Don't question it. Um, so it's about Japan. Uh, Japan has the highest. Oh my god! Yeah, I know. Uh, Japan has the highest vending machine density in the world, with approximately one vending machine for every twenty-three people. These oh, machines shit. dispense a wide variety of items beyond just snacks. Uh, and they include things like fresh eggs, flowers, and even sake. Alcohol, if you don't know that. And um, cigarettes. Ooh, yeah, yeah, it, it's great. Actually, Duncan, you bought cigarettes out of one, didn't you? Uh, a long time ago. Just for, the, Tokyo? just for the sake of being able to say that I have done it. I mean, I'm not trying to out you here, but yeah, I, I just, I remember that experience. Um, yeah. And you might ask, why is that spooky? I don't know. I guess it's up to interpretation. Spooky interpretation. <laughs> when you first said vending machine density, I thought you were talking about like just the size of the vending machine. Like, that is spooky because for, for them to figure that out, they had to drop a vending machine on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like one for every 23 people, like that's... Insane. That's such a long line. And, and I mean, yeah, like I've been to Japan and I've seen it. They're ever, they're fucking everywhere. I wonder like, if that uh, takes next... into account the like little toy vending machines that there's a million of in every store. Probably, Probably. I don't know. Probably. Anyway, hey. I'm Count Nathan, uh, and my Ooh! <laughs> my spooky fact is that I most certainly have thalassophobia. That's the fear of large bodies of water. But it's it's not like I'm afraid of the large body of water. It's things in it. I like if there's like a little hazy image of something in there. Like, oh my goodness, I can't play Subnautica, even though I try. Uh, there's, it's it's really funny because I like there's like a thing way off in the distance. It's really big, and every time I get like near it, I'm like, all right, I can do it this time. I start swimming away, even though it's a video game. Watch out, Nate! I'm the Pacific Ocean. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! You're scaring him! What a scary episode. I'm terrified. I'm terrified of oceans. Shivering uh, in my boots right now. 
<laughs> shivering my timbers. <laughs> I'm also sh- I'm also shivering in John's boots right now. <laughs> hey buddy. Hey buddy. Uh, all right, so yeah, uh, this week we read uh, Junji Ito's Frankenstein. So it's the story of Frankenstein as told by Junji Ito. He has his own little personal flavor and illustration to it because if you've never seen the original illustrations uh, for Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, they're not very scary. And uh, real quick, I'll do the TLDR here. Uh, the story here is basically Frankenstein by Mary Shelley, but Junji Ito has his own personal flavor to the story and drawings himself. So... That's it. Uh, if you aren't familiar with the story of Frankenstein, it's it's Vic, a man named Victor Frankenstein who becomes obsessed with overturning death, uh, either through the death of his mother. There's some debate over what actually – maybe there's not a debate over it. I just don't remember exactly what triggered him to want to do it other than his mom died when he was young. Uh, and so he becomes obsessed with creating life, and he – stitches together a bunch of flesh from dead bodies he grave robs and then uh creates frankenstein's monster which is not named frankenstein as many people have called it in pop culture and i know it's the oldest like snobby thing to say it's like well frankenstein was the doctor not the monster but whatever well actually yeah exactly it's the biggest well actually at all time yeah um and then of course the monster turns out uh, he, he regrets it instantly because it's hideous, and he's like, what have I done? And the monster's like, you made me. And he's like, wait, you can talk? Oh, shit. Um, and then, yeah, the, the monster is just uh, now out for revenge and companionship. Dude, this is why I have a vasectomy, because, like, <laughs> you created oh, me. <laughs> ah! Hold on. Ah! Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that so, would be a bad thing. Uh, guys, did you like did you like this story? Um, Junji Ito's take on it because Junji Ito's drawings like really made the monster look terrifying, made Victor Frankenstein look insane. Uh, it just the the level of drawing. Junji Ito's amazing. If you don't know who that is, I hope this was a great first voyage into his art style for you. Uh, so I'm yeah, pretty. Fu- so I'm pretty. Go, John. Good. All right. Go, John. Uh, I- Give you a pause there. Um, I did enjoy it. Um, I got to move my dog out of the way because she's breathing into the mic. Fred, come over here. Um, <laughs> so I, I did enjoy it. Um, it. I guess, was it, first question before I continue, was it intended to be a short story? Because that's very much how it felt with the pacing. Like, I, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is not a very long book. Okay, so right. this is an adaptation of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. He doesn't, I think he adds a few details, but he doesn't like rewrite the story to make it any short. Okay, and there's nothing really wrong with that. It's just like, there's a uh, there's some things I saw or didn't see where like the story just kind of moved on. Um, uh, like you, you mentioned his, uh, his turn to decide to make a human amalgamation of a new life form and become a god like that does that wasn't really explained at all he was just like i'm gonna be a student under this professor and then he was like suddenly i want to create new life um yeah that that's how it comes a what kind of study was he going into um natural science uh, yeah and all that and then yeah at some point he's like oh science of life 
Yeah. Uh, but to not be too long-winded, I, I did enjoy it. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty fun. I didn't expect to because I thought I knew the story of Frankenstein. And I know that there's this own twist in here, but I did like this adaptation, especially with, like, uh, the monster, per se, his uh, in his knowledge or his intellect, his ability to actually think. Like, yeah. that was weird. Yeah, and how he... Yeah. So yeah, uh, Duncan. Any any opening thoughts? I was thinking uh, a lot of the same things. I I uh, I really enjoyed the artwork. I mean, I think that's the biggest takeaway because everybody knows Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, and everybody knows that it's a classic. But the uh, the adaptation of visualizing it, especially in Junji Ito's styles, just an incredible new way to experience the story. Yeah, I I love the way he drew the monster as like again in the in the old school drawings, the monster is just tall and has like a big crooked nose and it's like, "Oh, he's hideous." But in this one he like he doesn't have any flesh. Like he doesn't have any skin really. It's all decomposed. Mm-hmm. Uh it's kind of hit or miss whether he has pupils or not. He has jagged crooked teeth. Um yeah, it, he's all he's all jacked up. Yeah, and a couple of like the full page spreads that where you like there's a, the blood and the gore and it just looks fleshy and gross and slimy. It's just, and the detail is incredible. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Nate, opening opening thoughts, Nate. Well, you know I love Junji Ito, and uh, I I honestly thought that this short story uh, his art was more tame than usual. But like that's not that's not to say it was bad, um, like definitely the uh, the eye infection part of the monsters was like ah, like oh, yeah. Yeah. like <laughs> infected eyes just staring at you from like and the way he was depicted as an eight foot tall man like those ones where it was panned out and then you could see Frankenstein like working on the monster I'm like man this thing looks scary it's definitely uh to talk of another phobia I believe it's called megalophobia the the fear of something that's large much larger than you um yeah that was that was really cool um I I I liked it I liked it a lot yeah I will say uh I, I've seen other Junji Ito works, and this was very tame in comparison. Um, but I, I feel like he didn't need to go overboard because yeah. the re- no, the reason why Mary Shelley's Frankenstein was so successful is because it was it it wasn't that the monster was scary mm-hmm. in her story; it was that uh, the idea of human beings transcending, you know, God Himself and and creating life in the way, and it's like, oh my God, this is. That, that's scary like we can't be doing that that's terrifying like mm-hmm. uh and the whole point of like humans are the real monsters Woo, you know spooky. <laughs> at the end of the day the monster just wants to find companionship and um that didn't everybody, work out everybody hates it and beats it with sticks and, and is like no get away from here you ugly man and he was like one of the i think one of the saddest parts was when uh, the monster was telling Frankenstein where he's been for six months while Frankenstein was off, like, living his life. Um, and he was like, yeah, I lived in a cottage, or I lived in a shed behind a cottage and spied on a family for six months, which is where I learned how to speak and think 
and all this other kind of stuff. And he goes, and the man there was blind, so I waited till he was alone to talk to him. And he almost gave me shelter. And then his family came home, and they beat me. <laughs> it's like, <Yeah>. oh, <laughs> that's sad, yeah. I guess. I thought that backstory was some of the best parts of it. Um, I thought it was cool. Yeah, yeah I, I think that was probably the best part of the story in my mind, just because like, I think that was the most unexpected aspect of the Frankenstein story. Uh, yeah. generally speaking, everybody kind of knows about it, but like that was very unexpected. And I was actually, I would say I read the most intently during that backstory. And I think that's something that maybe Junji Ito took upon himself to add a little bit of flavor yeah. um, to it. Cause I don't remember that in the original story and anybody who's more intimately familiar with it can feel free to correct me. Uh, but I don't remember hearing the monster's backstory. I just remember like, most of my exposure to Mary Shelley's Frankenstein was the old 1930s movie of it. Uh, and the monster there does kill a kid, but, like, on accident. They're, like, playing near the river, and he accidentally drowns a kid by throwing her in the water so hard she hits her head off a rock. Nice. And, and drowns. But in this, in Junji Ito's, the monster is actively hunting down Victor Frankenstein's family. And kills his little brother. Like, just in cold blood. Just like, Victor created me and life is pain, so I'm going to make his life pain. I know where his family is. I'm going to go kill them one by one. And it's just like, what? Holy crap. I don't remember the monster having like this vengeful spirit to it. Uh, but it was terrifying. It was like, wow. Imagine being stalked by something you made. Yeah, you know right? what I liked is while he was telling his backstory, he was just eating a raw bear that he killed with his hands. Yeah, like I was like, that's intense as shit. <laughs> that's intense as shit. He that's is a bear intense. crusher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he was the bear crusher from Saint Saint. <laughs> He's the bear crusher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. looks like yeah, the silverback I... gorilla won this round. Yes, it did. About time too. Um, <laughs> How much prep time does Frankenstein's monster have? <laughs> six months. Six, six months. months. <laughs> six months. All right. That's how long it took him. He's got a That's Batman level thing. of prep time. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing about this story that uh, kind of threw me off, but it was also pleasant since we're trying to get through the entire story in one go. Um, the fact that, like, seemingly, uh, with his experiments, Dr. Frankenstein, I guess he's not even a doctor at this point? I'm not sure. Um, uh, they call him a doctor. Yeah, we'll call him a doctor. He's a Do- doctor of the Student doctor. Age. But, like, his experiments, both of them, worked on the very first try. Uh, yeah. And that, and that's, that was weird. I was, I was like, he didn't experiment for years and years and years, and then this was his culmination of all of his hard work and abomination? Like, um, so, but it, it was a short story, and they had to get the point across, so I guess that was kind of cool, which stands to... My, you know, it kind of levels the playing field and realizing that his second one wasn't quite right. Uh, no, uh, yeah, so yeah, so Frankenstein's monster, uh, the the male monster, uh, forces Frankenstein to build him and create for him a, a female companion. Comparing and invoking the Adam and Eve story, he goes, "God had Adam and Eve. You have me. You owe me a companion." Which uh, is a fair argument. You're, you're no god until you create both. Um, which, okay, fine. Yeah. So he starts creating this woman, 
and just in the entire cemetery can't find a woman with an intact face. Um, that was so unsettling. Brings, so is yeah, very unsettling. And so his monster brings him the head of his maid, who the monster framed for the murder of his little brother, which is just wow. Yeah. <laughs> How fucked up is that? Um, it's like, hey, here's your house servant that you love. Uh, it was like part of your family. Yeah, I framed her, got her executed. Here's her head. Put it on my wife. Like, ah, uh, okay. Um, they do it. She wakes up. She sees the monster, the original monster, and she freaks the fuck out. She was like, oh my god, it's hideous. <laughs> In a very ironic twist that not even another monster can love a monster. If you look like a monster. Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> sad. I kind of thought... I kind of thought that they were going to go into, you know, the monster forest and have monster babies and have a monster happy life. Um, but, yeah, uh, for the... I mean, and I think I think the whole thing was, like, the second monster just lacked any ability to, like, actually think. I don't know if it was, like, actual terror. Um, uh, I think it was actual terror, but you got to remember, too, when the, when the male monster was first born born in quotes he didn't have the ability to think and reason he learned that like they're like newborn children when they're first made yeah and so he ran away he grabbed clothes and just ran but he grabbed clothes first off well he just grabbed the first thing he found like he just it was a cloak it wasn't like he grabbed pants and a suit he grabbed a cloak (laughs) and ran i mean he had Um, the thought process to do that i'm just saying yeah instinct i'm gonna cover myself anyway it doesn't matter the point is, they're like newborns when they're... And so he ran away, ran into the woods, and it, he had to learn who he was over the, over the course of six months. He expected this bride to just wake up and be okay. Like, that's not realistic at all. <laughs> I love you. It's like, yeah. nope, I just have <laughs> instincts, and I'm going to kill everyone around me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, what I thought the craziest part of his experiments were was, okay, so first, he's taking pieces from bodies like he's grave robbing you know bodies and taking the most intact pieces and sewing them all together to make a, another body um but at the at the end of it all he had to victor frankenstein had to create a brain from scratch which is just insane to think about like he just pieced together frontal cortex and like all the other i don't know all the other sides of a brain by heart but piece them all together and then put it in a head and then it actually worked like this thing could think and learn like it's not sane by any means but it can think and learn it learns speech faster than a foreign woman learns speech even though she's been a human her entire life this thing's five months old um with a with a brain made from scratch i thought that was the wildest part and grossest yeah. Just, there's, there's one point where he fails and he just smashes the brain with his fist. He's like, I have to start again. <laughs> so <he's> just <laughs> fucking disgusting. <laughs> so yeah, chicken. I mean, just showing that uh, apparently he's the smartest fucking guy on earth like to be able to create something uh, right on... Well, create a human brain on his second try and to create a human being on his first try. Right. Uh, good for that guy. He needs to was, be alive now. Yeah. Was anybody else surprised or maybe disappointed that they didn't have the lightning scene? I thought... Was, oh, yeah. I, 
I thought it was leaning into that. Like, in the early scene where the lightning struck the tree, I thought it was leaning into that, and it never really happened. He was just like, here's some beakers, and go. Yeah, there's there was two instances where they alluded to it. There was the lightning strike in the tree, and then later he read about a man who took an electrified scalpel and touched the like spinal cord of a frog and got its muscles to move. So I was like, oh yeah, the lightning scene. I forgot that's how they get it to come to life. Nope, he just has some magical concoction in a bottle and just boop, there you go. It, he like pumps blood into it basically, and that's apparently all you need. Um. Yeah, I, don't, is, I was I was I was slightly disappointed. Yeah. I think it would have been a little too true to the original if he included that. Because that's an iconic scene. And Jinji Ito wanting to put his own spin on it, if he'd included that, it would have felt less like his own thing. At least that's what I think. Yeah, no, I, I, I tend to agree with you. Junji, Junji Ito's a creative horror genius, so, I mean, I'm not saying that he did it wrong. I was just a little bummed out that we didn't get to see the lightning scene. Yeah. I mean, it, like, I keep on bringing it back up, but the, the fact that it's a short story, I think it did good in that regard. And also, I'm a big procrastinator, so if they would have gone into any more detail, uh, I probably would have had to read up until recording, so... That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's so what's so bad about that is that we've literally had a No, I did it. I just procrastinated. You did it, but you waited till the last goddamn second. That's Dang. one thing you'll always get from me. I will always finish it. It just depends on how much sleep I get before I record. Um, I read it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I woke up at 6 this morning, and I read it, and then I called my dad and all that shit. But, um, ooh. Yeah, ooh, scary. <laughs> 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 um, so I, I did, I, I know we've, I mean, at this point, already almost covered most of it. I mean, we can continue to talk. But uh, so I was real confused at the very beginning. Of the story. I don't know if anybody else was, but like, I knew that this was a Frankenstein story, but they started in very close proximity to the North Pole. And I, I don't know if that's in the original story. I've never actually read the original story, but they were like exploring the North fucking Pole. And I was like, what is going on right now? How does this relate to uh, Frankenstein? And then, like, the whole story is essentially just a backstory. Um, yeah, yeah. The whole uh, story is just Frankenstein telling this Captain Walter. Yeah, Walter Walton. Walton. Yeah, that's it. Walton. Um, Captain Walton about his like terrible life. <laughs> yeah, and his terrible life, which doesn't seem to be that long. It seems to be like a whole year. Um, as far as like the recent events, like it doesn't seem to be that long. It's not like he's been chasing. Uh, the monster for years and years. I think it's only like he looks really old and weathered, but I, I think it's only been like a year. Uh, something like that, yeah. But he goes into like his whole childhood and yeah, and yeah, for sure. But yeah, I was just thrown off the fact that like we were at the North Pole when we started, and I don't know if that's a part of the original story, but that no, it, threw me it the is. fuck off. It is really, yeah. yeah. Huh? How about that? Weird. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, actually, fun little fun fact I, I found out in researching this. Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein as part of a ghost story competition she was having with her 
soon-to-be husband and a couple of their friends. They were, like, stuck in a cabin or something because it was it was written in the year without a summer. That's how the that's how the article starts out because there was a volcanic eruption in like Indonesia, which caused all this ash and smoke to float over Europe, like a long way up to over Europe. So there was like no summer this year. So they were stuck inside and her fiance was like, let's all write spooky stories and see whose is the best. And Mary Shelley won with this story. (laughs) And then she touched it up a little bit and sent it to publishers because it was that good. I, I just imagine she wrote the story like everybody reads theirs, and then hers is last. And they all just go like, "Jesus Christ! Oh my God! <laughs> this is a woman. fucking masterpiece. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> is in everything this, okay, Mary? <laughs> in this week's episode of Random Shit to Do with Your Lover, we explore <laughs> an 18th century artist who creates a fucking horror story renowned by many over the next few hundred years yeah yeah that's super awesome yeah i i it's i feel like this story just always gets overlooked um as like a horror classic because in today's day and age the original story not really that scary it's pretty mid as the kids say (laughs) yeah with all like you know the insidious and Saw and Friday the Thirteenth and Freddy or yeah and Nightmare on Elm Street and Scream and Michael Myers and Halloween like yeah with all the horror that there is today the Frankenstein's monster doesn't exactly feel all that scary. It is less of a shock value kind of horror and more of a uh, more of like a terror kind of feel to it. Yeah, it's more thought provoking. Feels like yeah. yeah. If this if this were to come out today or even. 10 years ago this would be a like a a twilight zone episode imagine a world where a man is able to create another man out of dead bodies like just you know what i mean i i equivalent i I can know the twilight zone but i say it would be today's black mirror okay yeah yeah that's closer yeah yeah i've i've never seen it but because black mirror is very thought-provoking yeah, I've I've heard people tell me about episodes, and I haven't even watched it, but it, it seems like an amazing show. It's good, yeah, and none of the none of the little shorts uh, connect, so um, yeah, I guess that that would be something for this Halloween if you want to watch Black Mirror horror anthology. Yeah, um, did did anybody else read all the characters in a British accent and then realize yes. they were Swedish? No, no, I did. I did not realize they were Swedish. It <laughs> yeah, starts Swedish. off in Geneva, so I just went with a German accent because I figured that was close enough. Yeah, I was, yeah, I I was reading German. them in a in a British accent, and they, yeah, they, they, if I'm not mistaken, they reside in Sweden. What? The family? Yeah, the Frankenstein's. Geneva is in yeah. Switzerland. Swit, oh Switzerland. Whoops, sorry, Europe. <laughs> Geography. Sorry, my feeble American brain didn't differentiate countries. Um, If they were were Swedish, that that puts a whole new spin on how silly they all sound. Sorry, Swedes. Your accent sucks. Um, I like it. (laughs) Spooky. Spooky racism. Sick burn. Oh man, yeah. So yeah, they're yeah they're Swiss. So I, but I still read it in English accent because anything from the 1800s sounds British to me. Exactly. That's kind of 
what I was getting at. Yeah. Um, and I was in in my uh, and it was my... written by a Brit, so Mary Shelley lived in London, so it's not like that's true. It was a yeah, it just they're fine, they're fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, in my adaptation in my mind was, and I know we referenced Team Four Star uh, plenty of times, but when they did uh, the joke. Yeah, the JoJo adaptation of their bridge series. Yeah. Um, or the JoJo in, what, like six minutes or something? Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, just, like, little things, like, uh, it, like that's what he sounded like, uh, Dr. Uh, Epstein, or uh, Frank Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> that's a hard left turn. That's, he, that's yeah. a hard left turn. Yeah, when he was talking about, like, my, my mother, and I was thinking, my one and only mother. My one and only mother. That's <laughs> uh, that's. his dad's like, can I talk to you in the study? He goes, what do you need, my father? My one and only father. <laughs> that's yeah, the vibe that's, I had the entire time. No, that was, that was the voice I had, too, was the Team Four Stars, Jonathan Joestar uh, in there. It was, very, it was very funny. And his dad sounded like George Joestar to me. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was very fun. I did find the ending to this a little anticlimactic. Um, it's pretty abrupt. Pretty abrupt. And uh, I'm just going to talk about So the monster kills everybody in Frankenstein's family. I mean, his his mother, well, was dead. His father, though, he kills. He kills his... All right, here's another problem I have with this story, actually. He was going to marry that woman, Elizabeth. I'm pretty sure they're cousins. I you think may think that cousins. that's like your sister, and you are cousins, but we would really like if you married her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Um, yeah. Little West Virginia got into my England. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. No, that's, yeah, I, that's pretty common for English royalty, actually. Yes. They weren't royalty. They were just wealthy. No, <laughs> close enough. It's good enough. They were probably lords. I don't know. Uh, whatever, I'm not here to argue customs with it. But anyway, the monster kills her, kills his father, kills his friends. And so Frankenstein has nobody. So his whole goal now is to start hunting the monster, which is where we find him at the beginning of the book, towards the North Pole. Blah, blah, blah. Fast forward and this... uh, I'm trying to find the... I'm trying to get to the page here. Um, Story's longer than I thought. Um, Ooh, turning pages. Ooh. Reading. <laughs> I would listen instead. Yeah. So okay. So here's his. Here it is. It's it's like he's like okay. All of my friends are dead. Their shadows whisper in my heart. The only path left for me is to destroy that demon. And you see like a little bit of like breath exhaling from him when he does that. And then all of a sudden, Captain Walden comes up. He goes, "All right, I decided we're gonna turn it around." And they're like, well, what about that man? And he goes, he died moments ago. He's dead. Don't worry about it. And then the, and then the monster shows up standing on the ice, just screaming into the wind, crying that his maker has died. And he goes, I know it. I feel it. My maker has died and left me behind. There is no one, and now I'm alone. And then, but soon this too shall end. And I'm like, what the fuck even is that? What do you mean Frankenstein just died? He was so hellbent on killing this thing. I wanted a showdown on the ice with a shovel. It's a a metaphor because he said he wanted to destroy the monster and then he died. So he destroyed the monster that was himself. 
Yeah, I know. And ultimately, yes, humans are the real monsters. Ooh. That's the point of the story. But... Spook. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> with that <laughs> metaphor bullshit, Duncan. A, sh- a shovel. Sh- a showdown. The shovel show off would have been awesome. I a shovel that. show off would have been great. <laughs> Frankenstein come out dual wielding shovels, just like <laughs> got him. I've broken the ice on all of your sides. You will stay alone on this little archipelago of ice. And he shoots him forever. And then he shoots. Bow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but yeah. So that's uh, I. I love. I did love the story though, and I mean. There is, this is a whole story collection. There's other stories in this Junji Ito collection that we can revisit yeah. for next Halloween. Or if we ever get bored and are just like, you know what would be really fun? More scary stories. Um, I love a good scary story. That was very good. Yeah. I, I thought I thought it was really good. And I hope you guys enjoy your new physical copies of Junji Ito. I collections. do. Hardback. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're very nice. I was very hesitant to open it up really wide because I like how the condition of this book, so I didn't want to mess it up. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, my little Halloween present from you, from me to you, and to me. I bought one for myself, obviously. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Self love. It's <laughs> very good. Um, oh man. Well, I. Well, if if we're wrapped up for that, I actually um. I have accumulated uh, a few recommendations on the Japanese side of horror. I want to hear them, but just to keep it fresh in our minds, let's do... We're going to do things a little out of order now. Like, we're not nearly done with this episode, but let's do final thoughts on the manga now, and then we can just kind of talk Halloween shop after this. All right. I like it. Are you proposing a real conversation? No! <laughs> Follow the script, asshole. <laughs> All right, uh, sounds good. Duncan, give us give us your final thoughts on the Frankenstein by Juji Ito. Generally, I liked the art a lot. Uh, I mean, it's Junji Ito. It's 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 really hard for for uh, horror to go wrong when he's it's in when it's in his hands. And the Mary Shelley story is incredible. Everybody should know it if you don't already. Uh, and this is a really good way to digest it, just because there's a lot more visuals and a lot less, uh, a lot less words to get bogged down in. Because it is, it's an older story written by an English woman, so there's a lot of Englishisms and older, uh, just phrasing for stuff that just takes ages and ages and ages to get explained. So I thought it was a good brief uh, rendition, and the visuals just incredible. I agree. Ooh. Um, <laughs> and it was spooky. It was spooky. Now, um, so horror as a genre for me is really hit or miss because I don't find many things to be spooky. Um, that being said, I didn't really find this to be spooky, but I did dis- I did find it to be fun and engaging. Um, I did read all of it in one stint. Uh, because I like the story and not because I had to, um, because I procrastinated, but I, I, I really did enjoy it. Um, and I haven't read Mary Shelley's, uh, original version of it and, you know, uh, hate me if you want, I guess, but I like this one. Uh, I like it pretty good. We do. 
Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I, I like this. He's one, right. Though. I mean, I, I like the way that he was. Uh, the monster was depicted as an intelligent being, and uh, I would like to have seen it go in more in depth. But I know that was never the goal, so that's okay yeah. with me. I, I did enjoy it. Sweet, Nate. Uh, I super enjoyed it. Uh, I I do say that this wasn't one of his uh, like more spooky works, but I mean. Junji's good. I like seeing this rendition. Um, super recommend reading more of his works. I mean, Uzumaki was cool. Like, yeah, yeah. there's there's a lot of really good Love works for him. And uh, yeah, exactly. Naruto's great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Junji Ito's Naruto. Um, but uh, also, there's another way to digest Junji Ito's works. There, there is an animated series now, which I believe has two seasons. Ooh. Yeah, it's on uh, Crunchyroll, and yes. it's like the Junji Ito anthology, and they're very creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, and my final thoughts are pretty similar to everybody's. I love the book. I love the art. Junji Ito is probably one of my favorite mangaka out there, uh, and he specializes in horror short stories, and that's exactly what this was. This is exactly what I wanted to do for Halloween, was read Junji Ito. And uh, hopefully for next Halloween, if we're still doing this, we can read more. I mean, we can read more at any time, but it just feels most appropriate around Halloween. We could also do it for Easter, because that's kind of spooky, too. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Zombie Jesus! Yeah. Lich! Spooky. Oh, Jesus. Zombie I can argue Jesus. about that. Jesus was a lich, not a zombie. Accurate. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Because <laughs> right, he, de- he never decomposed, but he did gain immortality. Yes. He does have um, magic. He does have magic. Uh, so yeah, that was that was Junji Ito's Frankenstein. Now, Nate, you said you had some more recommendations. You already mentioned one that I can't wait to see. It has a anime coming out on Adult Swim, and that's called Uzumaki. And yes, I can't wait to watch that because the animation of it is still in black and white, like Junji drew it. I can't and wait I'm for that. So excited! I'm so excited. I think it's already started. I can't. I don't remember. But I need to find out how to watch it. Yeah. With your eyes. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh, if you have any. Um, but <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe with your arms still attached. Oh, no. Hello. Um, but uh, there's another thing. If you like Japanese horror, it definitely is like folk horror stories. Um, the art isn't like typical anime. It's kind of like... Um, it's kind of like... There's a frame, and then another frame. There's, like, slight movements. Uh, hard to get used to, but fun! It's called Yamishibai. It's Japanese ghost stories. There's actually 11 seasons of it on um, Crunchyroll. They're not very long. They're, again, short stories. So, you know, you're talking, like, 5-10 minute episodes. Um, but they, like, they play on just simple little fears. Um, like, one of them was this one person kept spotting... Uh, like someone across the street from their new apartment that they just got, and they swear that this person is still looking into the building and always watching them. Um, and then they're like, "Did I just see an eyeball through like my light ceiling light when I'm laying here on my bed?" Like it's it's just like little fears like that. It's fun. It's good. Cool. Yeah. There's there's also the the Japanese uh, horror style where it's like inanimate objects come to life. What are those little monsters called when that happens? Oh, that's a good question. That's Toy Story. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Toy Story. <laughs> no, but, like, yeah, like, the, the umbrella will sprout an eyeball out the top of it and, like, teeth on the uh, handle and start chasing people around. It's, it's like evil spirits possessing inanimate objects mm. and, and chasing people around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the name of it, but it's very, it's very interesting and very funny sometimes, in some aspects, and they can't get very scary. Um, but that kind of brings me to my first, like, question for you guys is um, what is your favorite scary thing it could be a movie a game an experience um it could be irl haunted houses do you have any are you scared easily let's just yeah see what that's happens. a my broad f- topic i am gonna have to think while duncan answers my favorite <laughs> uh my favorite and this is stems mostly from uh my grade school years was the halloween haunt at king's dominion in virginia because they, they, it's like most Halloween themed stuff at a, a theme park where they have people dressed up and they'll jump out of bushes and scare you and stuff. And they got all the lights and the, the fog. And it's just, it was a really cool experience that I would go to uh, pretty much every year when I was in school. Nice. I always enjoyed I, it. And it was spooky and scary. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the big baby here. I hate horror experiences in real life really i i can't i can't go to horror attractions just because my imagination runs just a little too wild with it and i don't separate the like like i know they're actors going in but then once i'm in it i get so like immersed in it i am terrified Mm -hmm. i don't like to be scared um the the most horror i ever do is like horror movies i can watch because there's that level of separation from me to the screen Mm -hmm. that i'm not totally like there um, but horror games, I can't play because it's, again, my imagination just puts me in that scenario and I I get really scared really easily. Um, oh, what was, that, yes. what was that horror game that we played, John, when we were selling pencils? Uh, Amnesia. Amnesia? Yeah. I think we yeah, all played it together made, at some point, too. Yeah, you guys made me play it because you two played it on ship together. Yeah. And then you made me play it when you on came On the pencil back. ship. Yes, the pencil ship. Yeah. You guys made me play when y'all came back and just sat there laughing at me while I was scared. <laughs> but we would play it late at night. We would get a little tipsy and turn all the lights off. And it was a it was a great time. Oh, it was a ton of fun. I had fun. It was just, yeah, I, like alone in my apartment now, I don't play scary games. Uh, I, but again, I could watch scary movies. My favorite is the uh, Friday the 13th series, even though some might argue they're not very scary. I would argue that they're not scary at all. I don't think they're that scary. Um, Thriller. But Jason Jason was my favorite uh, slasher, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Saw is my favorite modern horror. Oh, yeah. The Saw movies are great. I'm a, I'm a big fan of them. But they're, they're I mean, more think, like suspense and thriller than actual horror, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you want to get into, like, real horror, I think the Insidious series is probably, like, the scariest thing I've ever watched. Um, mm. Or maybe the newest Evil Dead movies. Would be up there. Mm. Yeah. I, so, I have a lot of thoughts as far as scary stuff goes, but I'll just hit on what you said. Uh, scary movies for me are very difficult to deal with um, because I have a lot of friends and family that really like the horror genre of movies. But in my mind, there's very, very few actual scary movies. Um, and that's not to say that I'm Billy Badass and I can handle anything. It's just like, I feel like... Well, because your name's John, not Billy. So yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, John the Jackass. 
Um, Johnny Jadass. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but <laughs> horror movies for me, they really don't do it. Like there are some. Uh, so like the original. Uh, fuck. What's not Annabelle, but like the parallel movie to Annabelle. Um, they're both. They both came out in the series. So like Annabelle was like the offshoot of this series. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about, and I'm trying to remember. Um, I don't. Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. What? Ghost, <laughs> Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> uh, not quite. Uh, Annabelle. Wasn't it? Wasn't it Insidious that talked it about Annabelle? Might have been, but I think it was another I word. Uh, Inception. Indestructible. Incredibles. Inception. You know what? It was the it, <laughs> Wait, Incredibles. What I said. <laughs> it was it. It was Incredibles. Incredibles. Um, <laughs> that, that caught me completely off guard. <laughs> um, well, he's a. Uh, I mean, while you're looking that up, I could say I could say my bit if you want. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I got it. It's the Conjuring. Yes, the Conjuring. conjuring. Oh, yes. Yeah. the entire because right. uh, yeah. there's a lot of offshoots of Conjuring that are really good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Con- yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, I'll let you go, Nate. But yeah, the Conjuring is the first and still to this day really the only scary movie, the original one, that I that actually got me. Um, like some of the other subsequent ones are pretty good, but like for the most part, scary movies don't really do it for me. I enjoy them. It's just. It's not scary in my mind, except for that movie. That one got me. Nate, go ahead. So I'm a I'm a big I'm a big horror person. I like I like games. I like shit. I even like conventions. I like all that stuff. Shit. I, I go dancing with spooky people every Saturday. Goth club. But like, I if I want to talk about scary movies, um, I like the ones where I'm genuinely disturbed for about a week <laughs> and i think i think hereditary stuck with me for that one if any of you have i watched was that. just about to talk about that movie that is probably one of the only movies that actually scares me hereditary. that hereditary that. got me uh just Dude, warning yeah. that you will be disturbed um anything That's with fine. like the sounds in the background too that add to the disturbia of the whole thing um, yeah, I, I've pl- good sound design. I played with one of those. Um, I can't remember the name of the musical instrument, but there's like the horror machine that makes all the different noises. Um, oh, uh, my friend has one of those. He he bought one and made one. Um, they're <laughs> they're intense because there's like all sorts of different cranks and uh, bits and bobs to hit. It's fun, but um. Sinister also got me too. I haven't watched Sinister in a long time. Yes. Um, oh my god, Sinister was my favorite scary movie uh, for a long time. Mine too. Oh. Yeah, I, I remember watching that. The whole the same thing. All the lights are off and everything. And I'm like, man, anything that has me like my eyes like darting to the corner of the room, and I'm like, man, I that messed me up. <laughs> Dude, the one part in Sinister that really just got me was the. Uh, it was like. You saw a picture of the demon. I, I forget the name of the demon in that movie. Uh, Bagul. Mr. something. Bagul. That's right. And uh, I almost called him Mr. Bojangles. Um, <laughs> Close enough. Uh, 
But uh, he like you're like seeing the picture, and all of a sudden he just like turns in the picture, and I'm like, "Bah! What the fuck?" Yeah, um, the way it turned was really good. But the lawnmower scene really got me too when it was the home video the found, of someone mowing the lawn. Found footage stuff is is definitely a whole genre of itself too. Like uh, if yeah. you've ever watched VHS. Um, yes. Yeah, VHS one and VHS two are definitely like that. Those those are another disturbing bit too. Um, yeah, yeah. I I like Sinister's mixture of found footage and real movie. Yes. I, I I personally don't like the found footage genre as a whole movie. Like, so the Paranormal Activity movies got a few jump scares out of me, but I didn't think they were all that scary. Just because you make something look real doesn't mean I fully believe that it happened. Yeah. Uh, kind of deal. Or like the the uh, um, uh, uh, oh god, what's the witch movie? Um, Blair Witch Project. Yeah, the project. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that movie called? I forget. But the Blair Witch Project, it, like the yeah. Blair Witch Project. Thank you. That's no, what I, I said. Didn't it. Yeah. I didn't. No, Doug, you, you cut out. All I heard was the Witch Project. I'm like, yeah, but the what witch? Um, mm. The sandwich. Anyway, the sandwich yes, project. The sandwich project. Uh, like, I didn't think that was a very good movie, just because. Again, I didn't like the. It's all on a video camera thing, and then. Oh, they see it. Uh, but you never actually see the Blair Witch. It's ooh. So I don't know. I didn't like. It. I don't like found footage movies. Yeah, they 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 have they have their place some sometimes. Um, but I do want to I do want to hint on another group of horror, and that is uh like camp and comedy. I mean, Army of Darkness is fan freaking tastic. If no one's ever watched that. <laughs> nope. Yeah, Army of Darkness is really cool. Oh, it's so really good. That's a too. classic. Yeah, that's one you gotta watch. That's where uh, Ash comes from. Um, I know the main character's name is Ash. He was in a Mortal Kombat game, I think, at one point. I believe so. That's cool. Yeah, he's got the sawed-off shotgun and the and the crossbow. This is my boomstick! Yeah, and I think... Uh, if anyone remembers the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, kind of the closest thing to a horror cartoon we had growing up, mm-hmm. even though it was funny, uh, Hostel Gato, I think, was partially based off of uh, Ash's character from The Evil Dead. I think Courage the Cowardly Dog was also considered a horror cartoon. Yeah, yeah. I hate it. I was so scared of that cartoon when I was little. There you go. I was yeah. terrified of it. Return I'll give it to you there. Like, as, as a younger child, I... So... I never really liked Billy and Mandy that much because I think as a younger child, it actually did kind of scare me. Um, Interesting. I, and I, I'm sure that that's not the intent, but I really, I was creeped out by it. And then I never really grew up with the nostalgia, like of loving Billy and Mandy. Um, oh, I did. Yeah. It, it just, it, it just like for, at some point it didn't jive well with me as a kid and I didn't like to watch it. Well, since we're on the topic of, uh, being children, I had a thought uh, and a question for everybody. Uh, did you guys ever go to a movie as a child or an adult that scared you so bad that you had to leave the theater? Ooh. No. No. Nope. No? Really? Well, no. yeah. I, I did once. It was the second Jurassic Park movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Which, I mean, I get it. When you're little and you see giant dinosaurs absolutely mm-hmm. crushing everybody, it's like, ah. Which, as an adult, I love the Jurassic Park movies. They're some of my favorite. But as a kid, I was like, I don't know if I can deal with watching a T-Rex go around this neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. See, I think that was that was the difference, too, is, like, when I was a little kid, 
if me and my parents went to the movie theaters to watch a movie, it wasn't to see scary movies. It wasn't until I was a teenager that I would go to the movie theater to watch scary movies. Like, I, I, I probably didn't even watch my first scary movie until I was, I don't know, almost 10, 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, at least not on purpose. Like, my parents would watch scary movies, and I would catch glimpses of it and be like, oh, I don't want to watch that. I'm too scared. And mm-hmm. leave. But, yeah, I was like 10 years old, I think, when I first watched uh, my first scary movie. All the way through. Um, and I think it was Saw, actually. Because that movie came out in 2004. So That checks out. Yeah. I love the Saw series now. It kind of gets a little dumb towards the end. But I still find them fun and entertaining. Agreed. I'm trying what to look up... What is your uh, guys's, uh Sorry, John. What... what? Uh, I was just going to say that, like, uh, I'm trying to look up the most recent horror movie that I watched. I don't remember its name, uh, just to make a recommendation. So, you can continue. I know... I was going to... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go. I'm shifting topics, so get it out now. Oh, yeah. No, I was just going to make a a recent recommendation. Um, I know it's definitely been a few months since it's been out. Um, But Nope is a really good one. Um, I... That was fantastic. I saw it in theaters twice because I liked it so much. Oh, interesting. I'll have to check it out. I have, I have one last thing to say about horror movies, and then I'm moving on. Have you guys seen The Terrifier yet? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh. Nope. T- Terrifier and Terrifier 2 are some of the most grotesque horror movies ever, to the point where Terrifier 2 released in theaters, people were throwing up in the theater. Ooh, yummy. I, it, was so, it was so grotesque. I watched the first one. I didn't see the second one. I got, like... I don't know. It was weird. I thought I would like it, and I was like, eh. <laughs> the first one disturbed me only because, like, I didn't think the clown was scary. Uh, Art the clown. Yeah. I didn't think he was all that scary. But what I thought was scarier was the woman's face that he, he like, ate her face. Oh, yeah. And the way she looked after that was more scary to me than the clown himself. Yeah. Um. So I hated that. That's why I hate. I think it was also the uh, realism of it, like yeah, that, just the absolute yeah. It was based in reality. It, yeah, it was the fact that like the scenario that these people are in are very real. Like it's just like oh yeah, we just got done out partying and we're kind of tipsy, and then there's just this creep, like yeah. <laughs> and actually, okay, last 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 point about scary movies: <laughs> Cabin in the Woods is one of my all time favorite movies ever. Oh yeah, and it's it's a. It's a horror movie that, like, explains how all horror movies can exist. Yeah, it's so fun. And it's this, it's yeah. I'm not even going to talk anymore about it. I just no, leave it at that. Yeah, it leave have. it at that. Yeah, I want people to go watch it themselves. That's that's what you want. Um, and finally, the movie I was looking to, and this is my last, 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 last point. <laughs> um, Ooh. The Pope's Exorcist. So I just watched this probably two weeks ago, and I wouldn't say it scared me in any way, um, but it was actually a good horror movie that I enjoyed. Okay. Some of the CGI was a little off-putting, but for the most part, it was really well-rounded. And, I mean, The Pope's Exorcist, like, you know, dealing with, like, Catholics and the Vatican and stuff like that, uh, it's pretty, it was pretty good. And as all horror movies are, it's based on a true story. Theoretically, um, yeah. the trailer for that looked very good. scary. Yeah, yeah, it was actually pretty good. Yeah, we watched it a couple weeks ago, and I, I did enjoy it a lot. 
and it sets up for a second movie. So. Oh, okay, cool. Good. Yeah. So, all right. So the the topic shift I was going to take is in the spirit of Halloween being tomorrow. Ooh. Ooh. What what has been some of your guys's best slash favorite slash scariest Halloween costumes you dressed up as, or do you even still dress up for Halloween? My favorite. Uh, this was easy. Um, it was as an adult, and Tim, you were there. Duncan, I don't think you were there. Uh, we had a uh, a party with some of our uh, working co-workers. That's yep. what you say. That's what they're um, called. Yep. With our co-workers, and I poorly, but I, I tried, I poorly dressed up as Kaneki from uh, Tokyo Ghoul. The guy, with, yeah. the main guy with the main mask. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you, I you spent good money on that mask too. I did, and I don't know where it is. Um, I might not still have it anymore. I don't know, but yeah. So I dressed up as that, and I have videos that I just saw on my phone the other day of me DJing because that was like my thing um, <laughs> uh, at the party, and I was drunk as shit. And that night, I proceeded to fall asleep under a ping pong table. So <laughs> that was cool. I do remember that. Yeah. That yeah. sounds like you. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like the old you. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. Uh, that's still that's still the current me. It's just I don't bring it out very often. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, I I will honestly say I don't really remember a lot of my old um, Halloween costumes. Uh, I barely remember what I dressed up as last year because anymore when i dress up anymore it's for parties and i usually end up getting drunk and forget what i'm doing um i will say some of the probably one of the funniest ones is a picture my mom still has we did like a family costume when i was in uh, middle school we all dressed up as rednecks so we all got like really bad fake teeth long wig mullets we put like smeared fake dirt all over our faces and cut up our clothes to look like just white trash hicks Oh, and we wore Dallas Cowboys shirt. Oh. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys fans listening will get pissed at that. Um, nice. But yeah, that, that was probably one of my favorites just because I think it was one of the last times uh, we did like a family dress up thing when I was growing up. Fun. Yeah. Nice. I haven't done a whole lot of dressing up as an adult. Um, there was one year I wore an American flag bodysuit and that was fun. And this last year was the most recent time I can think of when I dressed up. And it was, uh, I was Hopper from uh, Stranger Things, where he's in the Russian prison camp. That's cool. I thought you were going to say the movie Ants. I thought you were going to say Hopper from Bambi. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. no. Oh, no, that's Thumper, not Hopper. No, yeah, Yeah. you're right. No, Hopper from A Bug's Life, dude. A Bug's Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> giant grasshopper. <laughs> oh yeah, he wasn't a wasp; he was a grasshopper. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Nate, any any favorites or scariest? Well, or? I'm uh, I'm the opposite of some. I didn't celebrate Halloween as a kid because you know, um, but I love dressing up in every occasion I get as an adult. Um, I'm usually like a wizard, but um. I can say what I'm dressing up this year is uh, last year, since my birthday is around Halloween, Allison dressed up as me. And this year, <laughs> I'm actually going to dress up as her instead. Makeup and all. That's hilarious. Ooh, that's bold. <laughs> that's fun. That's going to be very fun. 
I'm excited to see that. I can't wait for the potluck. That's hilarious. I'm going to have her do my makeup and everything. It's going to be really funny. Nice. Yeah. I got to figure out what I'm going to do this year. I might just wait. Uh, I might go later tonight because today is October 30th. Uh, go later tonight to a spirit Halloween and pick up a uh, just some costume. I don't know. I I typically don't get all creative with it. I just go to spirit Halloween and go, uh, yeah, this Max looks cool. I'm going to wear this for a minute. And then I usually end up taking it off halfway through the party anyway, because you know boys got to drink. So exactly, yeah. dude. That's why if you want to get a mask, get one that covers like the top half of your head, and that way it just leaves like your mouth outside of the mask, dude. It's so great. Smart. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's that's pretty genius. Um, yeah, that's pretty genius. I was to say, anybody else have any ideas for what they're dressing up as this year? I don't. Nate seems. <sighs> Man, I, I actually haven't really considered it all that much. Uh, my wife and I are going to have our first Halloween in the new house, so i got to get something Woo! for the trick-or-treaters, right? Yeah. i gotta, I got to be dressed yeah. up as something. I don't know what I don't know what yet, but I'll come up with something. you got to decorate mm. the house. you got to play the spooky music over a loudspeaker. Oh, yeah. you got to get the candy. Like, yeah. You gotta, oh, yeah. You That's what we're you doing. you got some work to do. I also saw this really big... Uh, it's like a 50-pack of three packs of Pokemon cards that are specifically for Halloween that are all, like, ghost oh, types and stuff. You can buy them at Costco, cool. so I need to make a Costco run and see if I can find those, because I would love to pass those out with candy. Oh, see, that's cool. Yeah. And la- last year, I went to my my in-law's house for Halloween, and they're, one of their neighbors was doing this thing where they had drinks for the adults. There were little, like, jello shots. I might do that, too. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. My neighborhood does that every year, and it's a pretty big banger. Hell Love yeah. It. Love it. Um, That's awesome. All right, yeah, uh, so for me, um, well, shit. Last year, I went as, I got one of those big uh, alligator suits. Or not alligator, <laughs> uh, baby shark suits. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was a baby shark last year. Um, <laughs> That's funny. But this this year I will be camping on the uh, day of Halloween, so I'm not gonna say what I'll be wearing because I don't want to out myself. But uh, I'll be camping. Nothing. Then, so you nothing. You, you, Watch I'll out be, for Jason in the woods. <laughs> I will be in the woods for sure. Don't so. don't go to the last house on the left if you make the wrong turn. <laughs> Super realistic bear costume, and he's just like running up on houses. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah um, so i won't yeah I'll, I'll be camping so i won't really be doing anything this year i don't know what i'll do next year but we'll see depends on how camping goes yeah yeah well, let's hope it hopefully you survive um hopefully. <laughs> yep so we kind of already got the answer to this from duncan and his terrible fun fact or spooky fact uh, but what is everyone's favorite Halloween candy? Like, if you got only this when you went out trick or treating, it would be perfect. Oh. Mine, butterf- butterfingers. Oh. I, for some reason, the little bite-sized butterfingers were perfect every time. I love them to death. You took my answer. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, man. I actually cool. can't get behind that at all. Yep, butterfingers are good, but they're not that good. Man, I it's pretty bottom tier for chocolate in my mind. It's mid tier. Wow. You coming from the two people who could stand to eat candy corn. Your opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> candy corn is delicious. Candy corn is wax. It's so it's my good. Wax. Is just different. It's gross. Yeah, it's yeah. Wax. we're just built different, man. Yeah, we're, we're built, built different. Disgusting. <laughs> we're built gross. You're built like Frankenstein's monster. Hideous. I wish. <laughs> if I was that tall. I'd... <laughs> 
I'd be dunking on everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we didn't even talk about the dunkability of the monster. Oh, the he's eight feet tall. It's high. Oh man! You know, I was thinking of that when I was reading. I was like, eight feet, huh? This dude, yeah. dude, Frankenstein, <laughs> the monster of Frankenstein versus Arlong. <laughs> oh, he can God. dunk. He could. Arlong, Arlong would still probably win though, because the monster, oh, yeah. pussy. Um, <laughs> oh man! Well, I, does anyone else have any Halloween stuff they wanna they want they would like to share? Um, maybe you know what? Let's do this, and then we'll we'll get out of here. What was the scariest thing that's ever happened to you in real life? Like a, a spooky event? Oh um, man! Like I, I can think right now. I, when I was a little kid, and I don't think anything actually happened. I might have just been dreaming it. But when I was a little kid, my house that I grew up in had a, uh, like an attic, but with like a cubby on the second floor that was the attic, like a little cubby, a uh, crawl space, I think they call it. Uh-huh. And the room to that crawl space was, or the door to that crawl space was in my room. So it was like attached to my room. It was in my room. And, um, I hated that. I, I would always pile up. Like, I would push my toy chest in front of it every night, even though it opened inward, and pushing a toy <laughs> chest in front of it wouldn't actually stop me from opening that door. That's funny. But, uh, yeah, I would push my toy chest in front of it sometimes because I would just – I hated the idea of someone living in there without anyone – because we never went in there. I never knew if anything was in there or not. <laughs> yeah. So I hated it. I hated it growing up, and it was in my room, and I was stuck with it for a good many years. But I've never had any actual experience that would lead me to be scared, like no supernatural experiences or anything like that. Yeah, my uh, my experience comes pretty recent, um, and I, I think I've told you guys about it before. But um, so at the place that I work, for a little bit of context as to why I would reach these conclusions, uh, I. Essentially, I train firearms, so I I teach people how to shoot. Um, But in the place that I work, every now and then I have to work overnight. Um, And this first time in the current office that I work, I I worked overnight. And I kept on getting this terrible sensation. Uh, Like, you know, when you're alone for too long or like... You just experience something and you feel it like down your spine. You're like, something's really wrong right now. Um, that's what I was feeling. But only after several events where I was just like, I was just on the computer messing around trying to waste time. Um, and from the an adjacent office, so it's all one big area with two a few different rooms that the doors are sitting open. Uh, but I could absolutely identify where I heard this sound coming from. It was coming from my boss's section in the office and what I heard was repeatedly, like this started at about nine at night, uh, repeatedly I heard somebody getting out of the office chair and if you can imagine what that sounds like you and you know what an office chair sounds like, there's a certain decompression sound yeah. when somebody stands up from said chair. Um, and I would hear this repeatedly. Like it, it would be, I, I probably got to about five times where I heard it, and I identified that that's what I heard. Um, and it got to the point where I stood up, I walked over there, I checked to make sure everything was good. There was nobody in the office with me, 
And as soon as I came to the realization that there was nobody in the office with me, that's when I got my first spinal chill. I was like, something is fucking... Yeah, I was like, something is really wrong right here. So I went back to go watch more YouTube videos or whatever I was doing. And then it happened again. And I was like... And and suddenly panic started to hit in. And I was like, I have to leave. And so I proceeded... Yeah, I proceeded to stay in my truck outside of the office for the rest of the night. Uh, And to this day, whenever I have to work overnight, I do not stay in that office. I I refuse to. At about nine at night, I will leave. That's chilling. Oh, wow. And I don't... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not a big, like, uh, afterlife kind of guy. But something about that just doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I, that would freak me out too, especially because those buildings aren't exactly like modern. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> They're very old buildings, and uh, yeah, shit goes bump in the night there sometimes. Yeah. Nate Duncan, any any fun uh, spooky experiences you've had in real life? I got I think something. This, I got one short one, um, right. and then just to get it out of the way, I, I used to work in an area that was. Um, What's the best way to describe it? Very open. And I had to drive a truck around a lot in this area. And I know that area. Yeah, you were there. Oh, me too. And and we used to have what's called the witching hour, which I think is a pretty common term for like 2 to 3 a.m., something like that. Uh, Yeah, like either 2 to 3 or 3 to 4. Yeah, but there was a lot of times where I'd be out there driving the truck and doing my job and like this really dense fog would cut would just appear basically almost instantly and you know it's the middle of the night and on nights when it's a full moon it just it feels just different and yeah i i really don't know how to describe it any other way but it's just the the tone the mood just everything the humidity i don't know (laughs) actually yeah i remember one last thing and then nate you can go was the in the building where that uh, open area was there was like legend that there was a Ouija board like stuck in the panels of the wall or something so the whole place was haunted it was like never closed mm-hmm. and all this other kind of crazy shit mm-hmm. uh, and it's like if you were awake but not in the truck at 3am you could hear like footsteps when nobody was moving or everyone was asleep or something like that yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, it was fucking nuts I, it was a ton of fun but I never experienced anything like that I, I remember the witching hour though that was fun it's just spooky uh, it's just creepy middle of the night yeah fog yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Nate, what you got for us? Let's let's get spooked. Um, I've got two of them and they're rather short, so um the one happened when I was a really young kid in a home that I lived in that like lots of creepy stuff happened. My entire family thinks that it was haunted. Um like just cuz we'd hear people walking up and down the stairs all the time at night and yeah, just weird stuff like that. Um but the one that really got me as a kid was so when I'm laying down in bed at night and I always had a nightlight in that house like even up until I was 15 I had a nightlight because that house creeped me out um but so the way that this room was constructed was I would um when I was laying in bed the feet uh, my feet would be right by where the door opens up okay and I always had that door like just cracked and I'm like laying in my bed trying to get to sleep and then I see, like, a shadowy hand, like, come out, like, kind of high up. And I'm like, whoa! Like, that scared the crap out of me. And I was like, okay, I I probably was just seeing things. And 
then it happens again, but it shoots out longer and faster. And I'm like, okay, no, that scared Uh-oh. the shit out of me. And so I did the thing, you know, all kids do. You put the covers over your head. Um, yeah. So you ever... So I put the covers over my head, and my eyes are closed. And I can... When your eyes are closed, you can still see that there's, like, light. So, like, when the light shuts off, then you know it's not there anymore. But what happened was my eyes were closed, and then all of a sudden, like, I could tell my nightlight went away, and I open it up, and this, like, darkness zooms at me really fast. I sprinted out of that room so quickly. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah, so that scared the crap out of me, and I ended up, like, uh... Uh, I, I ended up just turning on the living room light and just like being out there and I just played games the rest of the night. <laughs> um, another one is actually something where I was I was with um, a friend of mine in high school and we're out walking by my dad's and it's out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and there was a forest nearby and we kept going like, there's something creepy in that forest. And then all of a sudden, we heard a sound that I can't really explain other than it sounded like a, maybe like a pig squealing to like something howling layered on top of that, but then something growl growling layered on top. It was like multiple things came together. And then all the birds oh, in the shit. forest like left and it was my friend Brandon. So Brandon and I just started bucking it because we're like, we don't know what that sound was. It was super loud. Like, nope, yeah, we were just nope, like, no, we get, are out. getting out of here. <laughs> so those are my two sp- spooky stories. That's fun. That is a ton of fun. See, I love scary stories because I'm like, I could, I have that level of separation from it, but I, I can't be in scary scenarios. I need to get braver someday. Um, <laughs> One of these days. But not today. Not today. Uh, today, I get to be the cry little baby uh, who's not going to go to any horror attractions with his friends this year. Spooky uh, babies. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so, uh, with that, I think um, I think we're sufficiently in the Halloween mood. So, gentlemen, thank you all three for sharing your um, stories with us. And uh, hopefully, again, you enjoyed the Frankenstein reading. It uh, sounded like everyone did. Um, and yeah, I hope, I hope everyone gets to spend a safe and fun Halloween dressing up, watching scary shows or doing scary things with all their friends. And that goes for everyone listening at home. Thank you all so much for, uh, listening. Email us your scary stories at that one time. I would love.com. Yeah, I would, I would absolutely love that. Um, and we'll do the rest of the plugs here in a second, but, uh, next week I just want to let everyone know we're going back. Go back to One Piece next week. So we're going to finally finish the Eddie's Lobby uh, arc. Um, 403 to 430 are the chapters for that. Um, back back into the rhythm. Uh, I don't foresee us doing a Thanksgiving episode, but who knows? Maybe we might. November is not nearly we will. spooky, though. I don't know. <laughs> I, I already have the idea for it. We're good. We'll do it. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, we'll see what that is. And uh, let's see. Nate, where can everybody else find us? Oh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we got YouTube, TikTok, all the most of socials. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, it, well, like he said, email us at that one time we read manga at gmail.com. And I want to hear those spooky stories. 
if if you've got any spooky stories, please. Maybe we'll have a little thing where like I'll read the spooky stories and we react to them or something. It'd be great. I I'd love that. Yeah, I I would be very excited for that. That'd be cool. Um, Yes, so please email us your stories. In the meantime, thank you all so much for listening to that one time we read manga. Enjoy your Halloween. We'll see you next week. Spooky. Bye, everybody.